Hello again. Uh, this is Linda Bruno, and this is our VoiceOver Gurus podcast. And we're doing a very special one today. I'm doing it. I'm acting like there's multiple people here other than my wonderful uh, friend, Alyssa. But JJ's usually with me. And this time, Alyssa's taking the seat because she is joining us on the VoiceOver Gurus website. And we're very, very excited. Woohoo! Yes. So we, we say hello to Alyssa Jason. How are you? I'm well. Hello. First, <laughs> let me say hello as well. I am well, thank you. And really, really excited to be sitting here and doing this and talking about this. I know. <laughs> so, you know, you know about the approach that we go with voiceover gurus. We're just, we're working professionals and we also have a passion for coaching. And we do the coaching when we can fit it into our regular lives. We're not like a school. We're not all formal with, you know, and to me, anyway, the way that I started out in the business getting into radio, it was all hands-on, you know, get into the real world immediately and just learn from doing. Absolutely. Um, I actually think uh, that's what I admire about the format. I think so often um, teaching becomes this thing where people go and hide after their careers have ended or the careers mm. that they wanted didn't start. Oh, wow. That's a great... Did you start it? We did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Dave. Hi, Dave. Don't press the button. Oh, I pressed it. Is it? What do you think of those levels? You're fine. They're good. I gave you enough headroom in case you left. <laughs> That's Dave, the uh, resident uh, studio guru. Start over? Uh, <laughs> it's all right. This is this is what we have. Oh, no. This is reality. <laughs> this is the the real world for us. Uh, Dave popped his head in, not realizing we'd actually started recording, because we're using his studio today. So we have live. a couple of studios. We're live. Live as live can be. So yeah, tell me about your history and your background, all that stuff, so everybody can know. My history and my background is I fully, fully, fully lived a life in the performing arts from age three until today. Oh, wow. Oh. Um, what were you doing as, as a three-year-old? Three-year-olds, it started in dance. Okay. It all started in dance. I wanted to be a rockette. I really wanted to be a professional tap dancer big time. Um, and cool. I got bit early and that was, it started there. And then, you know, as you get older, you're allowed to be introduced to another art. So you, they do dance at three. By the time you're five, oh, can you sing? By the time you're seven, oh, do you want to be in musical theater? Oh, and every time I just said, yes, 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 whatever right. I could possibly do. So, um, ultimately my focus did move away from dancing once I looked at, the girls that were like five foot ten and I'm about five foot tall <laughs> and I always got put at the end the very very end of the line I was basically dancing in a curtain my whole life <laughs> on the side of a stage so that kind of was like that's uh, a great visual yeah this this ain't gonna pan out I don't think but um my focus really became acting solidly uh, by the time I reached high school, and I actually went to high school for the performing arts, where I, my focus was acting. Um, college, I was a BFA major in acting. Um, so the focus really switched once I really started to understand the craft and <clears throat> how it fit for me as a person. Mm. How it worked, that form of expression just actually worked for me as a person. So at what age do you think that it, it hit you and you went, I want to be an actress. I want to do this for my life. When I really started to understand what the craft 
of acting is versus the performance aspect of it. I mean, mm. we all love to perform. You get on a stage, you get a rise out of people, something happens, it's an energy exchange. But then for me, when I started to see acting as just this expression of being a person, mm. all different kinds of people living all different kinds of stories, and the connection between the story of being a person and being able to tell it on in whatever medium that is, whether it was film, whether it was on stage, um, you know, I've gone on to do voice acting as well. Right. It's just being able to, as a craft, tell the stories of people or tell the stories of a product or tell stories, mm. but really connect to it. Mm -hmm. And it just became really interesting to me. Once you start to read scripts, once you start to understand playwrights and authors and screenwriters, and it, it just became a real craft versus this vehicle of performance. Interesting, because there is such a difference. I've never really looked at that, looked at it that way. Yeah, you it, know. It is. And it's also part of the reason sometimes that there's a challenge because you go out there and I'm sure, um, I know we've actually talked about this. You have these people that are so driven by performance and driven by something else other than a real respect for this entire craft, for everything yes. that goes into it. So for me, it really, it, it, it's something bit me and um, I fell in love with it. And I think, you know, the big uh, misconception with voiceovers is that it isn't, you know, it's just getting behind a microphone and speaking and not realizing that the people that are very successful at it um, are actors. Absolutely. You know, at the heart of it, you're an actor. I mean, it's what I try to convey in my lessons. I don't have the depth of education with acting schools and, and mine is more, I guess, nature and, and being in musical theater and things like that. But um, it is the foundation, in my opinion, you know, for everything that we do behind the microphone. Absolutely. Um, and even the slightest and, you know, to character voices, to a, a serious corporation, you know, narration that you have to do. It's you're still to me, you're still becoming something for that length of time. Absolutely. And and sustaining that character. And that and whether it's yourself or whether it's a character, um, whatever, whether it's a style of read or whatever type of portrayal, um, there has to be an energy or, or an emotion that you connect to in order to make that moment real. I mean, in life, you don't just talk. In life, there's something you feel, a thought that you have, and the way to express it is with your voice or with your body or however. But you have to have the emotion and the thought. Otherwise, the words are, what are they? Right. So if you don't find that in your work, if you don't actually find the connection, mm -hmm. however the medium is, it, it's just that's where I kind of feel performances then become, I, I have it in myself. I almost know, I always know when I'm out. Mm-hmm. When I hear myself, mm -hmm. if I'm not like if say whether I'm doing a, a voiceover piece or I'm doing an acting piece, I'm on stage. I could be on stage in front of 200 people, 1,000 people. The minute I'm conscious of myself or my voice is the minute I know I've lost my connection. There you go. Because mm -hmm. in life as a person, when we're speaking right now, we're having a conversation, I'm not hearing my words as I say them. Right. Just saying them. Right. 
I'm connected to the conversation. We're just talking. Mm-hmm. And that's really the foundation of finding a character and finding your work as an actor is finding the connection to the moment with it. I find that for me, you know, I got into a pretty bad habit of criticizing myself, doing this self-critique. Big one. Yeah. And as you do things long enough, some things stick as you get a little older, you know, and then you start to realize, oh, my gosh, I beat myself up on an hourly basis. And it was so, uh, you know, horrible for my career because I wasn't letting myself go and I was losing my connection with the script because the whole time I was like, oh, no, wait, I had a breath there. Oh, I could have said, oh, wait, my voice went too high here. And I start to pick apart my performance while I'm performing. Right, exactly. And it is complete sabotage, self-sabotage. I have on it. I know that feeling. I've been there. And it is. You just lost it. You just lost your performance. And you, I love the phrase of, you know, um, learning how to lose yourself. Yeah. Most people, when they hear that, like when you hear that on the surface, they think that means like, I need to go crazy. I need to be all over the place. I need to lose myself. I need to loosen up. Right, right. Losing yourself is exactly those words. You need to lose yourself Hmm. to the moment so that what you're doing and where you are is what comes through in the performance. That makes total sense. It makes sense. It's hard to get to that point, though. It. Absolutely. We're so critical of ourselves. Which is why we need you. <laughs> and, you know, having – and as I move forward in, in you know, in developing um, as an actor, number one, and then also I took that interest into the, op- the other side of the camera in that I was working with actors and producing mm. and writing and being in casting sessions and – um, it was quite evident there, actually, where I got to see myself as an actor even better. Interesting. When I was watching it from the perspective of a casting person, mm-hmm. um, you totally can see in an instant, even though you as the actor may not feel it or, you know, it's just where you are, but you can see the disconnect and you can see that either you're just plain reading, you have no connection to what you're saying, or you're overcompensating and you kind of have already planned it Mm, in -hmm. your head, that's most evident when a casting director um, gives some sort of line um, adjustment. You're you're either in the midst of an audition or you're in the midst of a take or whatever, and you get an adjustment and you're watching this actor unable to take the adjustment. One time, two times, three times, and it's – because they haven't made a true connection to the underlying emotion or the underlying feeling or the underlying idea of what it is they're trying to say. That's that's a very difficult task, though. I mean, especially in a voiceover session, you're going to get edits all the time. All the time. Even if it's just from performance standpoint where the client is like, can you say that line? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) And sometimes they have no direction for you. And they're like, just do it differently. So somehow you have to still stay within the character of what you had worked on to try to deliver this piece of copy. And then you have to still adjust and try and change it up, Mm -hmm. you know, so that way it still works. And Uh, that's where your actor serves you. (coughs) Excuse me. Having access to this range of emotion when it's something as simple as can you say that a different way? Well, you can go inside yourself 
and say, find all those different ways that a person has to say something Mm -hmm. and have access to it immediately. Right. In that moment. And I would say, you know, um, making the jump sometimes from being formally trained in acting to then exploring that as a voice actor. um, That's one thing that did help Mm. is that I could access something pretty quickly from those years of training. That's great. That's great. That's a, it, it is a, a, a truly a, a necessary foundation. I think, I think it's getting to know. For anyone that's really serious about doing this. I, I agree. It's getting to know that emotional body that we all have to be able to freely access it. It's just like, you know, improv classes, too, are such a vital part of quick thinking and 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 let it, again letting go letting, letting go, go of yourself and and trying not to be conscientious and just going with the flow i mean i try to I, the only way i can ever describe it when i'm with students is i'm, I'm just like have fun i want you to just be a kid i want the kid to come, come out, out and just creatively play and you're this is a judgment free zone you you're not going to be i don't care what you say it's not going to be wrong Right, exactly. You know, it's just be free. Be free. Let your creativity come out. <clears throat> Put the critic away. Away, exactly. And I think that's such a – and I love that um, you start with that foundation of improvisation. Um, you know, I've actually been here and played um, in what you do. We have with, fun. We have a great freaking time. Um, and it's so – there. it is such a judgment-free zone. Yeah. And I think, you know, people don't trust that sometimes, but it's completely judgment-free. And also in my coaching, um, improvisation is part of the base as well. You're Sometimes you even use script and improv at this, you know. Um, I think it is such a strong piece in helping the mind get out of the way for a little while. Mm. And just... The ultimate challenge. Yeah, in, in life in general. If there's one thing we're all here for, it's learn how to shut up your mind. And <laughs> one, no matter yeah. what career you choose. <laughs> you could do that, zen. Done. So what do you think would be a typical... Somebody decides they're going to study with you, take a lesson um, or a group of lessons. What, what, what do you think you want to try to cover with them? Um, first is... Always connecting to self is what I call it, and that is through. Um, I really start with breathing. I must start with breath. So any coaching session, we are going to do some funky breath exercises, <laughs> and you might look so weird. It might sound so weird. It might feel so weird, but if you can't connect to your breath, um, you know you're cutting yourself off at your throat. You're cutting your body off. You're taking everything out of the equation. So. We start with breath. Um, And then I do go into some improvisation exercises. Um, Improv, from my perspective, is always um, I like to develop characters. But what I also like to develop is the knowledge of how to do a beginning, a middle, and an end. Mm. To be able to actually come full circle Mm-hmm. in something. So I tend to sometimes do um, improv that has small scripts and exploring them through different emotion, through different scenarios, oh, presenting different scenarios using the same copy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always a great technique. Um, I also love to use commercial copy because that is such a challenge for actors. I have been to Every commercial acting class in New York City that you can possibly go to. (laughs) And 
people cannot find. And, you know, commercial copy in a way is similar to voiceover copy other than you're not being seen. Right. Um, people can't find the person in it. Interesting. It's almost like they forget. Mm-hmm. It's actually a person. It needs to be selling something. And But therein lies the rub because a lot of times you're not given specs or you're not given much description and you're just given a script and here you go you know and you have to develop it yourself yeah oftentimes you know and also being on the other side of the camera in the worlds where they're developing commercial copy and in the worlds where they literally 10 minutes before they showed up for their casting session or their recording session just edited this entire piece (laughs) and they're running in with it because they have to do it because they're on some client clock at some time you know right so it's our job to be able to just access it somewhere mm-hmm. and provide options when there's a nothing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, commercial copy, I always, it's, it's a big focus of um, coaching for me because, you know, you have something like um, ice cream. You have to sell ice cream. Well, it could be, I love ice cream. It's so good. <laughs> but think about what it really feels like to eat ice cream. Mm -hmm. Think about when you're talking about it in your own life, how much you're like, I really need ice cream right now. Like I would give anything to have soft serve Mr. Softy with spring tool. You know, you, you have a feeling attached to something as simple as that. Right. And we have feelings attached to everything. So it's accessing that and really making it natural. And right now, I've seen it on commercial auditions. I've seen it everywhere. The key word every casting director is going to say is, could you, could you make it a little more like, I don't know, human, like believable? Yep. Natural. I'm looking for a really natural, natural read. Yep. And, well... The way and what tends to happen is I've seen actors just then basically give nothing. Mm, interesting. They, they just then oh, it's natural, and it's almost like is is that really your natural state of being? <laughs> You're like totally frozen, right? And speak completely monotone. Wow, but really, you know, not what the casting director or the director doesn't know how to express is that they're just looking for the true connection that we have to words and speech and language and ideas mm. without pushing it. Yes, because that is the number one request is authentic, non-announcer, very conversational, like you're talking to your best friend, right. you know, so everything is read with no selling, no, you know, there are some, some things are still sold, but right now we're in the world of don't pressure me to buy anything, don't tell me what to do. Thank you, millennials. Yes. <laughs> It's true. And that's, you know, the voice of the moment is completely authentic and real. Absolutely. And the way you and I are speaking to each other, yeah. you know, this is this is what is what is casting jobs. Absolutely. Um, but it's tough to translate that as a as an actor, because I joke around it and I go, wow, 20 years of training to be a professional announcer. And I just have to sound like me. And it's the hardest thing. (laughs) Yes. And it's the hardest thing. And that's where, you know, using things like this benign commercial copy in casting, um, in coaching sessions that you will get in casting, um, is a really great tool because it's, um, you're having to access simple emotions where you wouldn't normally even think to place it. 
And it has to come, like when you're on camera for commercials, that love of whatever you're talking about, not only does it have to come through in your voice, but your eyes have to glisten. Yes. Your face has to sparkle. Yep. And no, you really, do you really feel that way about a mop? Right. No, but you do feel that way about something. Right. And you do know that feeling. Tap into that. So that's the foundation that I really, I, I approach acting very humanistically. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the success in it. Who are you as a person? What do you have access to? Um, let's just get it up, get it out, and get it through and find where you can make those connections. And the only real way to get better at it is to work at it. Oh, yeah. And you have to be, you know, stretched. You know, it's that's why improv is good. That's why that challenge is good. Um, because if, if unless, like, we're working, we have, you know, our careers, we have the things that we're doing. I'm lucky enough to work for a comedy network who requests a lot of me, a lot of various different things that I've never, a lot I've never done before, but go for it. Right. So it's my time to play. I'm very fortunate that I get that because that's kind of like my workout, yeah, you yeah, know, because totally. it's something. So taking lessons, taking classes, that becomes your workout. That becomes your way that someone else is going to challenge you and say, I need you to sound like a 65-year-old man right now who just, you know, a car was about to hit him, but he didn't get hit. So he's he's feeling that feeling as he's sitting on the sidewalk. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> I just, <What? laughs> just throwing that out there. But what I get from students is they're like, well, I've never had that happen to me, so I don't understand how I could be like that. I'm like, well, let's imagine the situation. I try to paint the picture. Let's imagine it. We, we try to picture the environment and everything, but... Therein lies the challenge. Therein always lies the challenge, but the reality uh, of it is when you get in touch with your emotional vessel and you break down your, those walls and you do lose yourself, there is no feeling that we don't have. Every feeling that's out there, it's like, it's like a well. Hmm. Every feeling that's in the well of human expression is accessible to everybody that wears the title human. And I think it's our own walls and our own fear yes. that doesn't fear. let us go grab it. It's yours to grab. Go grab it. No, fear holds us back. It's totally true. And I agree that even in after all my years of education, um, you know, pretty conservatory-based education, I still, if I'm going to go out there, if I know it's a pilot season, if I know that I go to class first, mm. no doubt. I do not step foot in a year. Um, the industry entirely changes what they want, who they're looking at. Looks change. It changes. So that's an, it's a really important piece of it to be working with people who are in the business, who are watching the industry change. Yes, and so, know what's happening. And know what's happening. Mm-hmm. The trends change. So it it's, comes down to something as simple as if you are an actor today and you show up or you're looking for an agent, or you're looking for a job with a casting director, and you submit a black and white headshot, just go home. Wow. No black and white headshots. Any, just, just <laughs> If you had that since 83. Oh, and this is how real it is here, because the front door is here. ringing, <laughs> and somebody's getting it. Uh, interesting, because I don't work in the on-camera world anymore, so I wouldn't even know that you can't uh, and I'm submitting sure, it on camera. Yeah, uh, and I'm and sure there's trends with demos. Yeah, well, those those change a lot. We just were discussing, JJ and I, in the last podcast about uh, kind of like the untold 
rules of sub- demo submission Mission. that people don't talk about yeah. that you learn the hard way <laughs> or you hear stories of or whatever. Right. Um, and that the bottom line is you got to do your research. You have to find out if agents are even accepting. You can't just blindly send stuff out and think, I'm amazing. And you need, you know, right. it's, and don't knock on the door. Yeah. And there's way too many people competing for it. So do your research, do your homework, you know, and yeah. and also get trained and, and study. And, you know, with people who are vested at that level, you know, and it's like what I said earlier, <clears throat> I found, especially when I started going out um, after doing all of my formal education and now I was just pursuing the career and wanted to like I go to the gym to work out my body. I would go to all these different classes to work out my acting body. Mm. Uh, um, and there are, you know, 30 workshops happening every night of the week, every week. Mm-hmm. And I would go, and so many times it was like, wow, this person really is bitter. They wow. didn't, their career uh-huh. failed them or whatever, and they just want to tell you how hard it is out there. You're talking other teachers? Yeah. Oh, wow. You just They just want to make you know that it's so hard. And that environment is not... That's not positive. It's not positive. Granted, to that flip side, I've had, you know, amazing coaching experiences, Linda included. Ah. <laughs> um, truly, <clears throat> Linda is responsible for my VO demo. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it's nurturing. It's exciting. Uh, it, still being excited about the opportunity to yes. do what you do in this life, which was yes. a long road to get to, and being excited and wanting to encourage people to follow that passion or follow that idea in their head that thinks that it's something that I would benefit from. I mean, I think that, you know, the group of us doing this, the fact that we're all still passionate and, you know... I don't know. JJ's like 10 years older than me. So he's like in his, I think he's in his 50s, mid 50s or so. Um, He produced my very first voiceover demo when I was 18. Yeah. So he and I will talk and be like, I am so exhausted. I am so tired. You know, I get tired of auditioning. I get tired of looking for work. Um, And then I go to bed at night and I'm like, well, what the heck am I going to do? I love what I do still. So I still want to go and do it. But this, we're talking 20 years of doing this, and JJ's in the same position where he's like, I'm just so tired, you know. Yeah. So we talk about it, but it sure doesn't stop us right. from continuing. And I want other people to feel that passion, too. Because if once you get bitten with the bug and you get that feeling, or maybe you book that first. I just had a student just call me because he was doing a voice. He works in a bar. He was doing a voice, and somebody asked him, and go, oh, do you do voiceovers? And he says, oh, I'm working on my demo right now. And the guy says, oh, I own uh, uh, car dealerships in Maryland, and I'm going to need a voice. So he, he just called me like a half hour ago, so excited about this. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is, this is the stuff. This is the stuff that makes all your training, all your hard work, yeah. you know, pay off. Because now this guy wants to hire you. And now we have to hustle to try and get, you know, something together for you. <laughs> exactly. And hey, ka-ching, hopefully you're going to be maybe making some money. You know, nothing makes me happier than to hear that someone is having some results. And that's, and that's why I truly am so happy to um, join and be part of the work that you're doing with students because that's everything. The energy, the excitement. Yes. Um, that makes it all worthwhile. That, and and it makes you really um, invested. 
you're invested in your students because you're invested in yourself. Right. You know, you're, you, they become part of what you're doing and swapping stories and being part of the energy that's out there where you're out there. And you don't, you're not looking to um, dissuade them. No, no. <laughs> and we're not certainly looking to just take people's money and say, oh, you're great. Right. You need to take 10 more lessons and then you're going to, you know, you're going to get this, you're going to get that. I cannot stand that format. Yeah. You know, I, I don't agree with it. And people will say, well, how long do you think until I'll be ready? And I'm like, I have no idea. I mean, I can't give you any answers right. other than your love for it, your dedication, how much work you're going to put into it when we're not having a class together. Um, and, you know, how quickly... You grab it, you know, you grab it and yeah. you, you let yourself go. Yeah. But there's nothing like that feeling of letting go, right? Nothing. With a, a character or singing when you hit that note and you lose yourself and you're like, I can't believe I'm having an out-of-body experience well, right you now. you don't remember that you actually don't remember the performance. Right. I've had, you know, I've had uh, many performances where I could honestly say, especially another part of what I've done is I've recorded two albums. Yes, you I have. write. <laughs> Um, so multi-talented. You know, it's, a, it's a long story here, but yeah. But even in even in my own singing, my foundation as a singer is an actor. Interesting. No matter what, even when I'm losing myself in a note, even when I wrote the song, especially when I wrote the song. Sure. That's my life. Right. I'm singing, so I can honestly say I think my foundation in every hat that I've worn in life, and I've been a lot of places, I've produced big events, I've dealt with major corporations and casting directors. My foundation as an actor lets me stand in those places Mm. so much more confidently and with so much more ease because you just have access to this range of emotion and fullness, and you also can just kind of immediately... Um, get into the moment where everybody is. Mm. It's a, it's a very. The actor is a very flexible being. Because you're now making a connection for me. I when I did musical theater back in my early twenties, I remember doing um, Into the Woods, and I played the part of Cinderella. Yeah. And you know, it's a tough one. That right? was my so, senior musical. Really? Oh, that's funny. So this is community theater for me in Naples, Florida. Um, the Naples, the Naples Players, yeah. and. We, we do Into the Woods, which was very difficult musically, you know, Stephen Sondheim. But the very end, you know, it's very sad and there's lots of crying. And I remember it was like the very last show and I'm on stage and I'm singing and I'm crying while I'm singing because I am so moved. And then I got removed from the situation because I look at the audience and I see all these people crying. And, and then it went like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I'm on stage right now. I got to continue. It took me out of that. But I didn't, I didn't even realize what was happening to mm-hmm. me because I was, I was young. I was just like experiencing and doing whatever. Right. But realizing now, wow, I lost myself in that moment and let myself go. Oh, exactly. And it's everything. Make the connection. The perfect example, and I, I will totally plug this person at any point in my life. If you ever Google Bernadette Peters. Oh, I love her. She has a video where she performs. She was Sondheim's, yes. you know, everything. Yes. And there's this video where she sings Not a Day Goes By at his whatever concert they were throwing for him. If you ever want to see where acting meets musical theater in pure perfection, I show this to my friends randomly. Really? I will just make <laughs> them watch this Bernadette Peters video and watch them not even know how to handle this vessel that oh, this Oh, now woman, I have to go check it out. Yeah, she just... 
that's the foundation of, of an actor. And really what that is, is losing yourself so completely that you can take on fully another person's life, if that's what you're doing, if that's the level of character you're creating, or other feelings, or the feelings that are needed or dictated by the script, you need to be gone. You need to be gone. But that requires faith in yourself, yes? Big time. I mean, because if we have fear, we stop ourselves. Killer, every time. And what's the fear? That you're going to screw up? You know, what's the foundation of the fear? I, I think it is sometimes as simple as that. I'm going to screw up. And that's why I try to say there's no screwing up here. You can't screw up. Just go for it. What is screwing up? I had a student last week come in, and he brought me. He loves um, novel, you know, um, comic books. But these are beautiful, like Japanese, you know, comic books. Amazing. And I said, bring it in because he loves to do the characters from them. I said, I want to hear you. So he did his whole lesson, basically. I mean, we went back and forth with some exercises, but he enveloped. He first did his version of it. And I said, now I want to hear your version. I want to hear John's version of this this character. I want you to bring yourself. Right. And so he started to transform it a bit. And then I threw the challenge in. I said, these two characters are in the same scene. I want you to play both characters. Nice. And I want you to instantly go back and forth nice. between. And he rocked it. You know, it's John. It's uh, John yeah, Weissman. Yeah, yeah. And he, he was amazing. And that is somebody that has, I've been working with him for a year now. He lets himself completely go. go. And he just is free. And in improv, he lets himself go. Yeah, absolutely. And he just, he doesn't have a care. And it's incredible to watch. Yeah. So that's that's the goal. That That is the goal. And I think that um, if there's anything I can say about the foundation and what I would be bringing and coaching, and it is something that has served my entire life, is that ability to let myself go and not be the judge. And it's beautiful. It's so hard. It's so hard. But the day it happens is a really great day. <laughs> it's a really great moment That's in awesome. wherever you are in whatever you're doing. It's really exciting. Well, fantastic. So this is exciting. You're now on the VoiceOver Guru's website. I'm super psyched about this. So anyone, feel free. You've got to get a foundation in this. I, you know, I wish I could require it of anybody that wants to learn voiceovers, but it is such a necessity to have that foundation because that's going to be the difference between you booking a job and not booking a job um, is being able to master these techniques because uh, that's going to pull you out of the pack of all the people that are now in the voiceover business trying to get jobs. That's a lot of people. Yeah. So um, check it out on our site at voiceover.guru. Thank you for joining us again. Thank you, Alyssa. Absolutely my pleasure and absolutely look forward to uh, bringing this to uh, the audience. Yay! And then I'm sure down the road we'll do some more podcasts together and get some more, some things rolling. Talk about it all. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Thanks for joining us. It's done. Thank you. Three, two, one. Network.